Welcome to the Living Pearls Podcast, where we grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the sanctifying work of God's Holy Word. I am Nate, your host. To all listeners tuning in, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate all of you. Now let us begin. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to a brand new week, brand new episode. I pray that it's treating you well so far. Today's episode is a special one because usually we upload new episodes every Thursday, but today, as it is Thursday, is a bonus episode So our real episode will be coming out, God willing, tomorrow at 6 a.m. Central Time. And so the reason why this is a special episode today is because as of the week of September 21st to the 25th, I was at a men's conference in Maryland. So I'm going to take you through that trip day by day. And I'm going to tell you about the blessings it is to be a part of that, the things I saw from my perspective, what I experienced, and you will not be disappointed. So the background is the pastor at the church we attend now, used to minister out in Maryland for many, many years before moving and being to to us today at our church. And so what was powerful about this is out of nowhere, our pastor got a call from one of the elders And they said to him, hey, we're thinking about doing a men's retreat, a men's conference over the weekend of the 21st, the 22nd, 23rd. Would you be interested in preaching several messages? And as our pastor thought about it and prayed on it, he agreed. But he also asked, because it's it's a lot to do, if it would be okay if he brought someone with him to co-teach it, co-preach it. And by the grace of God, he asked me to go. First off, from my perspective, what a high honor that is. And I honestly didn't hesitate. I said, yeah, let's do it. Now, I have to tell you, when I was younger, I would have hesitated very greatly on that. But when am I ever going to get another opportunity like that again? Maybe, God willing, one day it will happen. But I'm not going to pass that up. So I agreed. And we got the approval to go and we went. So, Wednesday night, from the 20th to the morning of the 21st, got in, 
to the airport very early. <laughs> Let's just say it was, about, it was about three in the morning, three in the morning. And I had not woken up that early in a long time. So get to the airport and we get checked in. And I'll be honest with you, when we lined up and we were getting ready to scan our tickets and get on the plane, that was my first sense of, I don't want to go do this thing. I'd rather be at home with my family because here's a little bit of information that you don't know about me. I'm a homebody, and my family, they are my comfort zone. And this whole trip was about getting out of your comfort zone. And to be completely honest, that was the overall theme of that entire weekend, was getting out of your comfort zone. So... Thursday, as we arrive into Maryland, we go visit the church. And there was about three to four people there that were having Bible study that were, they just got out. And I spoke to a couple elderly ladies, and you could just tell they love the Lord. And it was such a pleasant conversation and this one lady in particular we had a conversation about and she just opened up and just went through all these things that she went through how she lost her husband but she joined this group and it just really just reinvigorated her and she now has a desire to share that information with other people and she even gave me this little angel that she handmade and she gives to people and lets them know that if I give this to you, that means I'm going to pray for you every single day. And so she told me, now you keep this now and you put on your rear view mirror when you get home. And I said, yes, ma'am, I will. And sure enough, right next to my Pittsburgh Steelers air freshener that's been there for like way too long. <laughs> uh, now that has joined it. And so I took that with a badge of honor. So I got to meet that lady. And then that night, we went out to dinner with several people from the church. And let me just say, with all the times that I speak and teach, it was one of the rare times where I was able to sit back and actually just listen. And I truly was, at that point, an outsider. I had no idea about their stories. I just love listening to them. Uh, going back to the old days, the things that they did uh, for the Lord and some of the crazy things that they did uh, as a church when, you know, as far as like had to, had to have uh, a Bible study in order to do that. They had to chip away, you know, a couple inches of ice so people could park without sliding and just just really fun stories of that kind of brotherhood and sisterhood that was just a pleasure to listen to and then you know uh, by the grace of god you know the pastor was just 
asking me constantly, are you okay? Is everything good? I said, yeah, I just really enjoy listening to these conversations. And so what was amazing about this group though, and we're not even, we're not even at the conference yet, but the, the gentleman and his name was Clyde who was setting all this up was at dinner and I got the pleasure of talking to him for a little bit. And you can just tell he has such a calming presence to be around such trust and depth in the Lord. And so that was just a wonderful opportunity to speak with him and to really just gather some information about him that I didn't know before. And so it was a great time to eat and fellowship. And one of the biggest things that was such a tremendous blessing is that the church had stepped up for the pastor's family in a way that is hard to describe, but the short version of it is that the pastor's wife's sister passed away suddenly and her house was in complete shambles. And being in the Midwest, you can't just hop in a car and, you know, drive an hour and be there to take care of it. You know, it's about a 17 hour drive roughly where, where we live versus the church in Maryland. So the church had stepped up in such a huge way to, to help clean and restore that house so they could sell it. And again, by his grace on Friday, I was able to help lay some carpet tiles in a laundry room and it made it completely brand new. And again, it wasn't because of my expertise, but it was just because it was just an opportunity to help. And we fixed a lot of things that day. And so it was, it was awesome. So that's what Friday really consisted of was helping that house out. And then Friday was the day that the conference actually started. So we left about two o'clock and with traffic ended up getting there around four checking in. And basically what this is, it was, it was literally like a Bible camp type of place. It was really awesome. They had a, a big hall where you had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You had rooms to stay in. It wasn't like a, you know, old school where you had bunk beds and stuff like that, but it was, it was a nice little, nice little area. They had uh, a lot of games to do. So a little bit of the background now as I'm driving up there is I was dealing with a lot of like head pressure. I think it was from, you know, being in the plane. So I was dealing with that and also dealing with some, some stresses of feeling inadequate to, I mean, to preach God's word to these people that are really, really deep in scripture. So I was dealing with a lot of that. And so was the pastor. We were both kind of like subtly freaking out and, but we were excited. So it was, it was kind of a good mixture of both. So as we get to this place, it's so awesome. And I had to stretch my legs out and the pastor says, you know what? I need to sit here, collect my thoughts, get my mind right. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go take a walk and just kind of, you know, do some things. And I'll be honest with you. When I was younger, there was no way I would ever even consider going up to random people and just like hanging out like, Hey, I'm going to, would you mind, you guys mind me hanging out with you? Um, 
I've had to really break out of that comfort zone. And so, you know, I, I, I met up with a group of guys that, uh, that place actually had a basketball gym and that's kind of my go-to sport. So, uh, I was pretty decent at it when I was a kid. So we were shooting hoops for a little bit. Uh, they went to go check out some other things and I just stayed in there shooting the basketball around. Um, that actually made the head pressure feel a lot better. And six, about six o'clock rolls around and that's when dinner roughly started. So we got in there, uh, ate some really good food. And then as we, you know, finished that up, went to the place where we were going to go deliver the messages. And in my mind, I had an idea of what it was going to look like. I thought it was going to be almost like a church sanctuary type of situation, like that type of setup. You know, it was a, a pulpit, a stage, and this room was roughly the size of my class, of a normal classroom. Um, it was really... It's pretty small and a lot of round tables and literally where the, the pulpit was. I mean, if you just took one step and reach out, you could probably high five somebody at the table. So it, it was that intimate of a setting and you're going into it being a younger ish type of guy. And you're talking to all these elders and pastors and you're like, well, uh, who am I? Literally, who am I? And I had to get out of that mindset of, well, who am I? I'm not worthy, which all those things are true. But I had to get in the mindset of, okay, you're here for a reason. You're here for a reason, Nate. And God is giving you this opportunity, and now you need to make the most of this opportunity, just as, as what Scripture would say. So I start out with this scripture that I'm going to give you because it's a really great reminder of what it's all about. And I read 2 Corinthians 4 or 5, which says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. So that's what I read when I first started. But see, I didn't kick off the conference. Okay, So the pastor actually kicked off the conference with with his sermon. Now what he did is he did men from the old Testament. And I did men from the new Testament, which I kind of got a break because I did John the Baptist and then, and then Christ as our shepherd. So two episodes that you've already heard, which are sermons is the decreasing self and increasing Christ. That's what I did first. And the second one I did was to each their own, which is John chapter 10 as Jesus, as the great shepherd. Are the good shepherd. So, but here's how the first sermon went. And I'm not going to go over all that, but here's what I will tell you. I start out with 2 Corinthians 4 or 5. I laid, I laid the foundation. This is where I'm at. I'm not preaching me. I'm not preaching uh, anything else other than Christ. And I'll tell you that uh, the pastor's sermon first got me all fired up. And I was just praying this prayer. I was like, Lord, I don't feel adequate to teach your word. I, I'm not worthy of, of teaching your word and no one is. But I said, I just pray that you would give me uh, the power uh, to speak with your authority and to 
to soften the hearts of those men that are about to listen. Because we as men are hard-hearted, we're stubborn, and we like to do, like to go our own way. We like to uh, fix things and do things on our own, but that's just not how God intended things to be. So we talked about John three thirty that I must in or I must decrease and He must increase, and it really was received very well. I was blown away by the responses. And I literally had a man come up to me, which I talked to him probably more than anybody else. And so, so Jim, if you're listening, uh, I, I cannot thank you enough for the conversations we've had. I treasure that in my heart. So I appreciate you. But he and I were talking about, and he said, thanks for stepping on my toes. And I, I had to ask him again because, you know, sometimes when you get, you're all hyped up, you don't know, like you don't catch everything. So I wanted to really hear what he had to say. And he said, well, thanks for stepping on my toes because it, it, it was convicting. And, you know, essentially, and I was saying, but praise God for that. But the messages that, and studies that I do are all for me. And I like to share them with everybody because uh, if they convict me and, and help me to be better, I want other people to feel that as well. It's not that I like making people feel bad, but the Holy, see the Holy Spirit's job, one of his uh, godly duties is to convict the world of sin. And that includes us. To convict us of the sin that we commit, the, maybe to convict us of the laziness, um, the lukewarmness that we are in, even the coldness that we're in, and get red hot for the Lord. So that first one went very well. And then we had some recreation time. And by the way, preaching a sermon at 9 o'clock at night is very weird. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it was, um, it, it, but it was special, though. Um, and then afterwards, we had some recreation time. And basically, we talked to the, the gentleman that I just uh, referred to and a couple other elders and the pastor. We talked literally from about 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock in the morning. And we talked about the things that we went through and just had And By the way, the conversations were all about Christ and we could have easily turned it into football and, and other stuff like that. But, you know, the reality is, is Christ is what brings us together. And that's what's special. It takes people from every single walk of life, every race, every nationality, to and brings us into a bond of brotherhood in the family of God, which is so powerful. So the pastor and I are sharing a room. And I'll tell you what, we were literally like, like, like little kids the day we opened up our Christmas presents. I mean, we were just so hyped up because it was such a relief to get those first sermons out of the way and to really just share that with, with the brothers. And it, it went very, very well. So we were grateful. So then day two comes in Saturday morning. We go get breakfast. We have a great time of fellowship. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, the pastor did the, so there's five total sessions and basically five sermons. And so we were switching 
he, I would do the first, or he would do the first one. I would do the second one all the way to the fifth one. So we were rotating every other. And so he did the first sermon on Saturday morning. And then we kind of broke out. We had to clear our rooms and come back in. And we had an hour long time of prayer where everybody at, that was at the conference, and I would say about 30 to 50 guys, I'll be honest with you, I didn't get a head count. So it's, I'm not worried about that. But I, it was, this time blew me away more than anything else. And I'll, I'm going to tell you why. Because hearing these men pray who are deep into Christ, I mean, we're talking deep people. We're not talking surface-level baby Christians here. We're talking about um, meat-fed believers and seasoned believers. And so... Uh, you know, as we're as we're going through this time of prayer, the hearts of these men were just melting, and these prayers were met with people crying. Um, and not everybody was crying, but the prayers. I, I honestly, I that was an intimate moment that I'll never forget. So, but I honestly wish I could have recorded that because. That is the absolute genuine response to the message, to the word of God. That is how you, we ought to respond. We ought to respond in sorrow over our sin, over the things that we maybe are lacking in, that we know that we need to fix and we need to change. And these men genuinely wanted to change. And I'll tell you what, that was, I, honestly, I didn't want to pray at that point. I just wanted to say amen uh, thank you for this for this moment in Jesus' name. Because honestly, you know, um, sometimes I, I get caught in the, in the mix of hearing my own self teach and pray, and it's it was good to hear other men's hearts. And you know what's what's awesome is that it wasn't always the people that you spoke to the most um, that that was impacted the most. It was the quiet people. And the people that you thought maybe weren't paying attention were the ones that were affected the most. And so I, I preached the second message, which started at roughly about 11.15. And so uh, Clyde, the uh, leader of it all, said, all right, Nate, well, you have, uh, you have until lunch, so we gotta, we got to get this going here. And I said, all right, challenge accepted. So, uh, you know, basically got a 45-minute sermon to do, which is plenty of time. And uh, we did the Good Shepherd and was able to, you know, preach that, that word in a way that I hope they understood it deeper and had a deeper level of, of appreciation. And by the way, there, there's so many things to say in a short amount of time with these brothers. And so I finished the message up. Again, great responses all around. And really got close to a lot of people in a short amount of time. Had some lunch. Pastor did the last one. And, you know, we, we prayed and then it was time to go. Didn't help, though, that we had a, a tropical depression, or I'm not sure what it turned into, uh, Ophelia that came through. So there was a lot of coastal flooding that was happening. So we had to get out of there pretty quick and, and get to where we needed to go. But... Uh, that was basically, in a nutshell, everything. Sunday we went to church. 
I got to see those people the, la the last time. And I'll be honest with you, it, it was it was awesome because the pastor came up to me on that Saturday, and I didn't, I honestly didn't know he was the pastor. I, I just found I found it out after I talked to him. But he said, "You must be you must know what my sermons are because the one you just did I did two weeks ago about the same thing, and then uh, two weeks from now I'm going to be talking about." The Good Shepherd. I'm like, he goes. I took a lot of notes, so I'm prepared. Which I'm like, I mean, come on now, God, you're 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 doing far more abundantly more than I could ever ask for. I mean, really, it's just like wow. So I was just blown away by it all. I was literally blown away. So we, we're we're in church Sunday, and you know the same guys are coming up, and we're like. We're talking, and honestly, we were one of the last ones in, in the church. I mean, pretty much everybody had to lock up while we were leaving. Just got to experience a level of brotherhood that that was completely genuine, and people that I got close to, again, really, really quick. So I'm just incredibly grateful for that. And what was more powerful, too, is I got to see the pastor in a setting that I've never seen before. And the genuineness was there. Uh, the love that people had shown him and his wife were real and powerful. And watching, uh, watching what the pastor did at an airport, at um, you know, waiting in line, all these other things, on a bus, talking to people, a shuttle bus. I mean, it's just you can see the genuineness of things. And it, make, and it challenges you to be like that. It, we need to be sincere, genuine believers in Christ. And that goes by, honestly, what Jesus said in, in Luke 6, 46. I say it all the time. He, Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, if you don't do what I say? you got to do what he says. That's what it means to be a believer. You follow him. You follow his examples. He modeled it. We copy it. We go do it. We need to replicate it. And so a lot of times Christianity is just, it's just all talk. It's no, it's no action. Remember, faith without works is dead. So you can have faith in Christ all you want, but if you're not showing genuine love, genuine repentance, genuine fruits of the Holy Spirit, I'm sorry, but you're not the real deal. Jesus says, if you continue my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. That's, you want to know you're the real deal? Continue in his word. So, on Sunday, that head pressure was still there, and I was ready to go home at that point. And so was he, the pastor was. He's ready to go. Yeah, I really miss my family a lot. Um, I miss hugging my boys, uh, the silliness that we have at home. It made me really, really appreciate them so much more. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm going to give my wife a shout out, but... The hug that she gave me at 3 o'clock in the morning before I was about ready to leave for several days, I will never forget it because, and it, try not, I'm trying not to get emotional right now thinking about it, but I needed that from her. Um, she didn't know it, and I hope she listens to this at some point, but I really needed that because um, we get so busy, and she's a busy woman, and I'm busy too, but that was something I desperately needed. At that point, so thank God for our wives, um, those of us that have them. And so, 
I guess as we start to wrap up, uh, here's here's what we need to be challenged from this this conference is we need to be authentic, sincere, genuine followers of Jesus Christ. No more playing around. No more messing around with this. Stop acting like it's a fad. Stop being a part-time Christian and be the real deal. And being the real deal means being a doer of the word, not a hearer. We have to be doers of the word, as it says in James. And a matter of fact, as we as we go through uh, our next studies, God willing, tomorrow releases a brand new series. And I'm going to talk about it actually right now just for a second. It's called, a, it's called Have You Considered My Servant? And it's about the suffering of the children of God. And I'll tell you right now, that is one message that people do, do not want to hear is that we must suffer. And it'll make more sense as you listen to it. But I'll be honest with you. I was, we were attacked a lot that week before we left with many things I'm not going to go into, but uh, the pastor and I were texting, texting each other scripture, uh, praying for one another because we were, we were both under attack. The, the, the enemy didn't want the message getting out. And he doesn't want the hearts of men to change. But I, if you would have been in that room Saturday morning listening to those men who were, some of them were seasoned veterans and actually were serving in the military. If you would have listened to their hearts, it would have broke you down to the point where you're like, praise God, who in this world can change a heart but you? And there is none. They wanted to change the message, the message they heard. It, see, it wasn't listening to Nate. It wasn't because Nate's a dynamic speaker. It's because if you preach the word, the right way. If you preach the word the right way. And matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you right now. Second Timothy four two. This is this is exactly what we're talking about here. Um and, and we talked about this quite a bit. So Second Timothy four two says, Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. It's preaching the word, preaching the word, preaching the word. Rightly handling the word of truth. That was was on the forefront of my mind. All I wanted to do was give God the praise, honor, and glory, and to preach His message. Not my message. It's not, wow, Nate, what, what, kind, of, what kind of word did you, did you prepare? Like, how did you get to that point? God is the one that does it. And why we need to preach the word and be ready in and out of season is for this reason in verse 3 of 2 Timothy 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires. They hear what their itching ears want to hear. That's not our message. Our message is the exact gospel and what's missing in the gospel today is a preaching of sin its repercussions its power its penalty and to preach repentance 
if your church doesn't preach repentance, it doesn't preach on sin, it doesn't preach on obedience, you've got to run. Because that's all you're going to get from me. You're getting the Word of God. You're getting the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You're going to get repentance, and you're getting obedience. And that's what it's all about. But these men were genuine, and you know some of them, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about who got the message and who didn't. All I wanted to do was be a, a, a faithful steward of his, of his word. That's all I wanted to be. And God was glorified this weekend. And I wanted to take this time to share this with you because it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. And it gives me that much more motivation to, to do those things at home. See, it's easy to go fly and do all these things and then come back home and have that mountaintop experience. And what do we talk about here? We don't do that. It's not about mountaintop experiences. It's preaching the word, preaching the word, preaching the word, preaching the word, because God's word is like a hammer that shatters a rock. And we have hard hearts. We have hard hearts. And that is, that is the problem. That is the exact problem. So, as we start to conclude, here's what I'm going to say to you all. Get in the Word. If you're in the Word, stay in the Word. If you're not in the Word, you get in the Word. Immerse yourself in the Word of God. Pray the Word of God and obey the Word of God. So I hope this today was, was uplifting for you and challenging for you. So with that being said, I pray that the Lord blesses and keeps you and gives you peace. And remember, everything is in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. And I'm going to tell this to you right now before we close. Is I said that exact same thing to those men. If you put Christ on one end of the scales, on the other end, you put yourself, you put your family, you put your job, your hobbies, the pleasures of, of this world, on the other end of the scales, Jesus Christ far outweighs them all. It's all about Him. It's all about Christ. And that's why we say it on this show, because I don't really consider this a show. It's, it's, it's basically a Bible study. It's, it's sermons and Bible studies. Everything is in Christ, is with Christ, and it's for Christ. Amen. Until next time, God bless you all.